Welcome to the Emergency Goalies. We are back, and the Blackhawks have actually played some games, so we have stuff to talk about, and they won one of the three games. So that was nice, but I guess I'll just ask you, Michael, what do you thought so far of the Blackhawks effort? I like the effort. Uh, that's probably the best thing I can say for right now. Uh, Richardson does seem to have them playing hard. The veterans at least are showing up and playing like they've got something to prove. Jonathan Taves and Tyler Johnson are both moving very well and uh, appear to be much healthier than they were last season. So that's uh, good on hopefully maybe reestablishing some trade value for those guys down the road. The bottom six is at least for checking um, with conviction. Uh, there's not very much offense down in that bottom six. We know that yeah. um, five on five goal scoring has been a huge issue already through the first three games. We expected that as well. Uh, but they're playing hard, and so that's that's good. Yeah, and I guess, you know, we can briefly touch on the first game against the Avalanche. Well, that went about as expected. The Avalanche pretty much dominated. They took the foot off the gas in the third period, so it didn't get really out of hand, but then they went yeah. and it was oh. like, what, you know what? But we might see a lot this year, a one nothing loss against Vegas to just the Blackhawks could not generate offense at all. And then they won against the Sharks team that I think, you know, they're going to be in the running for uh, the worst team too, I think. I could be wrong, but. No, I th- I think you're right there. I mean, they're. They've started off uh, the perfect 0 and 5, and they've been pretty non competitive. I'll be honest, I, uh, when thinking back to the Sharks team last year, they were playing pretty hard, and there was a little bit of talent here and there. I mean, they've still got guys like Garrett Carlson, and, you know, uh, they've got more notable names, kind of like the Blackhawks in that regard, where you've got you know, Kane and Taves and Jones and Johnson and all those guys. But uh, it seems like the talent that the Sharks have has maybe fallen off a little bit. Um, They do still have some guys in their prime, like Hurdle and Timo Meyer. So you wonder, Um, are there going to be possible trade chips this year? You know, they just signed Hurdle to an extension last year Uh, he was set he was set to be an unrestricted free agent and they did not trade him at the deadline last year and instead re-signed him but um, you think um eric carlson you would think i'm sure they will try yeah a lot will depend on how how he plays but yeah um they've looked really bad early on um i've actually caught one of their other uh like one and a half of their other games and they're just, they're not playing well. So um, I expected them to be bottom 10, but they might end up definitely in that right running for bottom five. Yeah. Well, I think the the Blackhawks announcers were saying during the game, they're like, they think they could be in the playoff race. And I was thinking, 
They do? <sighs> yeah, I mean, they finished, I, I want to say they were like the ninth or tenth worst team last year. And like I said, I there's enough names and enough guys in their prime or about to enter their prime where you thought, oh, you know, it's going to be really difficult for them to be bad. But yeah, the Pacific is bad. So that's the other thing is that you hope some of the Pacific teams kind of buoy each other up. Cause I mean, eventually San Jose and Vancouver and Anaheim have to start playing each other. Um, you know, I guess you could maybe still throw the Kraken in with them yeah. too. Although I actually think the Kraken have a pretty darn good forward group. It's it's their defense and goaltending that's they need to improve. Yeah, yeah, need to be improved. But I think their forward group will kind of keep them out of that bottom five conversation. Well, actually, so as for the actual game, of course, mm-hmm. it's a weird game. Um, the Blackhawks fell behind two nothing, and then they scored uh, five straight goals. Including two shorthanded goals. Yes. So that was weird. Yeah. And, you know, both of them coming from Sam Lafferty, who famously doesn't finish plays very well, but he, he finished two shorthanded. Uh, and the new guy, Dickinson. Yes. Um, you know, he's uh, a guy that was a really solid, like third, occasionally fourth line center for the Stars. For uh, several years there, got traded to Vancouver um, last season and was kind of expected to maintain that. Yeah, and he didn't. And he didn't. Uh, He did reveal in an interview that he was playing last year with a broken hand. Um, So maybe that, you know, explains some of some of his play. But for the uh, Blackhawks to take a gamble on. Well, yeah, and I mean, he was a pure salary dump, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from yeah. Vancouver as well. They did right. not yeah. want uh, – they were right up against the cap, and they basically saved themselves a million dollars on the cap by by trading him for Stillman and a second-round pick. So for the Blackhawks, it was all about getting the second-round pick. Yeah. But if Dickinson can kind of turn his game around, um, you know, you can maybe – uh, him, yeah. flip him later on too and get something else that you aim more out of it. So that's good. Um, he is a guy that, uh, you know, could, could put up 20 to 30 points if he's back to his old self. So that could help some of the bottom six scoring issues a little bit, but um, yeah, I would not be expecting <laughs> him and Sam Lafferty to all of a sudden form a, a dynamic duo yeah. um but yeah i mean it's y- y- you look at their goals and through three games they've got three even strength goals yeah. and um does um kane even have an assist uh, completely- he does have one power play assist but oh. yeah that that line has done absolutely nothing five on five i think they um they might be the worst five on five line that they have currently but at the same time i'm sure they're receiving all of the focus from the other teams and at least at this point kane has no chemistry with um i think it's mostly anthony who 
you know, he uses his speed. He does get the puck into the offensive zone um, on occasion, but once he gets it in there, the play just seems to die on his stick. He just yeah. doesn't seem like he incorporates the other guys on his line very good. Okay, I read um, there's a piece in the Athletic where they talk to um, rival scouts, mm-hmm. and they had the thing on Antonisiu, and it was a lot of like he's selfish. He keeps mm. him off, but he does nothing else. No okay, play. yeah, so. that seems to line up with what I've kind of seen from him. The first three games is, you know, he can get it in there and he can take a shot. Um, You know, he almost gives me the memories of it. Stahlberg. A little bit. Yeah. Um, He's, he's kind of in the same vein in that, you know, there's a little bit of puck possession. There's, you know, obviously a lot of speed, but yeah, it doesn't generally amount to much. Um, now obviously Stalberg did have, you know, a 25 goal season. I think it was with the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, but that was on a stacked roster and, um, you know, I mean, Anthony CEO does have a 30 goal season in his past. So, you know, on occasion, you know, maybe the shooting percentage seasons where you get a little bit of puck luck and, um, that can kind of buoy that, but yeah, at least for right now. Um, and it's early, of course, but still. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's three games, so you know, maybe, maybe him and Kane figure it out. But um, at least for now, that doesn't seem to be working. But at the same time, the Taves line I think has been fairly solid. I think Johnson and 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 Radish are um, seem to be working pretty well with him. It's and, pretty clear too that that Taves just has a lot more life this year than he did last year, which is understandable because he's had time to recover now exactly yeah you know he's he's another year removed from his illness or whatever was causing you know his issues from the missed season and uh, yeah he just seems to be much more energized and you know i mean that line is responsible for two of their three mm-hmm. even strength goals and i think it's been their their best line so yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's still all about building or maintaining Patrick Kane's trade value and building Taves' trade value back up. And hey, I mean, if 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 Tyler Johnson can reestablish himself a little bit, um, he's definitely not going to be traded at this deadline, given he's still got another year at five million left. But if he can kind of hold on a little bit, maybe he becomes a minor trade chip at next trade deadline. Yeah. So what do you think um, the defense so far? uh, You know, Seth Jones is eating a lot of minutes. Uh, I think he's been a little bit more aggressive this year, um, stepping up more aggressive defensively, I should say, not, not necessarily offensively. I think in, in some respects, he's been a little bit more conservative offensively, but uh, he seems to be stepping up uh, and trying to break up some plays at each of the blue lines a little bit more. Um, I don't know that it's been hugely effective, but it's nice to see him at least trying that. Um, I think that's, maybe the one weakness in his game previously is he gives up um, the blue lines really easily. Um, Beyond that, uh, you know, I thought, 
uh, Tenority is, I don't, I don't understand them keeping him on the, the yeah. second pairing right now. Cause even um, uh, McCabe is, a, uh, is apparently supposed to be back tomorrow, but they're working him in on the third pair, which, uh, you know, first game back, I guess I understand, but he, but yeah, the Blackhawks really need him to replace Tenority on that second pairing. It's a second pair. Cause I do think Connor Murphy has actually looked fairly decent. Yeah. Um, for the most part, um, he's the guy that really struggled last year, but at least defensively, I think he looks kind of back to where he was a couple of years ago. Oh, there any glaring mistakes or anything. Right, right. You know, and I mean, he's never going to bring much offense, but he's at least kind of looks like he might be back to that solid stay-at-home type. Um, yeah, Abe is another that you wonder, like, he had the eight that, you know, knee surgery before last year. But your hope that maybe he's feeling better, but. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it's all about trying to figure out what's his best role. Um, <clears throat> you know, does he end up playing with Jones? Does he end up playing with Murphy? He's got to figure out, he's got to get some chemistry with one of those two guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I do think Jack Johnson has actually not played very, uh, has, has played pretty solid. Um, which has surprised me because, yeah, you know, all you hear about Jack Johnson is what a disaster he is, and he yeah. drags down. But at least through three games, he's held he's held up his end. I think. Um, I want to say one of the games that I was watching, I actually felt like he was their best yeah. defenseman for so he, at least a stretch of the game. Yeah, but no, the things you heard about him were like he was beyond done. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's 36. He doesn't really have much offense left in his game, and he's always kind of been prone to mistakes and that. But at least through three games, it's worked. Um, and, you know, it was the three games that McCabe missed. So that that definitely helped kind of fill in the, that top four a little bit and keep the Blackhawks competitive. Uh, I do think Philip Roos, they're, they're, they are protecting him a lot with his minutes and – um, you know, he's going to get bounced out of the lineup now, I think, with McCabe coming back. But I, he didn't look out of place to me. I feel like he he seemed pretty good. So I feel comfortable with them kind of rotating him in uh, throughout the year as the seventh defenseman. And um, he didn't show much offense, which is something that um, is supposedly a part of his game. Um, but you know, hopefully as he gets a little bit more used to the North American ice and, and, and the NHL speed, maybe that kind of reincorporates a little bit. And well, then, then I'll ask you because sometimes I get a little fuzzy on prospects. I don't follow. Mm-hmm. Um, story for Ruse. Where did they get him? Uh, so they signed him as a European free agent this year. He was not drafted or anything. Um, okay. So he's okay. kind of that next in the line of, you know, 23, 24, 25 year olds that they've brought over. Okay. Cause that's, um, that was a new name for me. So it's a good. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he wasn't like, um, you know, Kubelik, um, and a couple of the other guys where he had kind of, a, a, who had established themselves as some of the top talent yeah. in Europe. Bruce is a little bit even unknown, even, even over there. And there was some <clears throat> talk that he'd probably take a year 
you know, it, it might not even be this year that he kind of made, made any kind of impact or, or made the roster, but with the situation the Blackhawks are in where, you know, especially with McCabe missing early and them wanting to leave all of their prospects in the AHL, uh, I, I think there's a pretty good chance that Roos sticks around throughout the year and they just kind of to work him in slowly and get him an experience in the NHL as opposed to the AHL. Cause he did have, um, uh, a, the, the clause in his contract where if he didn't make the NHL roster, I think his, uh, his European team had the rights to take him back. Okay. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wanted to see, cause I, he was yeah. playing and I'm like, who is this? Yeah. It, he, he new guy, nobody that the Blackhawks fan should really have, have known or I, you know don't blame anybody for for missing that transaction over the offseason but yeah he was just another one of those european signings so yep uh, yeah you know you just hope he fills a role as a sixth seventh defenseman this year and then you know maybe he's got a little more to offer next year but we'll see um and you know uh <clears throat> they they kept a couple of the prospects up at the beginning of the year, uh, Regula got into one game, mm-hmm. uh, and Vlasic didn't get into any. Um, Regula is still up with the team. Um, my guess is they maybe keep him up through the weekend just to make sure McCabe is okay and all that. Okay. But my guess is uh, he will go back down to Rockford just like Vlasic did. So, um, yeah, I I think the defense is going to kind of be the the seven guys we talked about, the two Joneses, Murphy, McCabe, uh, Johnson, and Tenorti. And my guess is once McCabe shows that he's healthy for healthy enough for a top four, um, then you'll see Tenorti bounce down to the third line or third pairing, and maybe him and Bruce kind of uh, uh, rotate in and out a little bit and then the only other uh, potential uh, uh, help along the way might be uh, Ian Mitchell is I think expected back like next month and to me he's kind of in that borderline between do they keep him in the AHL or do they play him in the NHL prospect or is he right Uh, he's he's um Kind of, I think he's 23 or 24. So he's basically the same age as Roos. And they already kind of protected him a little bit last year where they, they basically did not bounce him back up and down from the minors like they did with just about everybody else. They kept him in Rockford. He played uh, on their top pairing um, with Isaac Phillips throughout the majority of the season. And I kind of expected him to come in and take that right-handed defenseman on the third pairing role. He was kind of like the one prospect that I thought might make the team, but he got injured, missed camp. And so I'm kind of curious to see what they end up doing with him because they do currently only have two right-handed defensemen on the roster. Yeah. Um, once, well, once Regula goes down. So we might see Mitchell kind of work his way back in. But at this point, I'm also kind of wondering, maybe they leave him down and or once he gets healthy, they leave him in Rockland for a little while and then bring him up after the trade deadline or something yeah. like that. But we'll see. Right. And I guess the only other thing we'll talk about a little bit is um, the goaltending, which 
I mean, I, I haven't thought it was so bad. Um, you know, Mrazek's numbers are kind of ugly through two games. Uh, he hasn't really come up with the big save when, you know, the other team has kind of gotten those quality chances. Uh, Mrazek really hasn't kind of stymied them. Yeah. But uh, he hasn't really let it let in softies yet either at this point. So at least at this point, I, I don't really see any concern despite the the poor numbers. Staylock, on the other hand, you know, his numbers looked fantastic in his one game, uh, but he also kind of looked like a chaotic mess where yes. he was just flopping. There's, a, there's more than a couple of where he's completely out of the net and you're like. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it looked fun and uh it certainly you know it was certainly entertaining his one game but i don't think that that is a sustainable way to play right. goalie so we'll see playing like that but he did he, he, i mean he almost reminded me a little bit of kind of the like the hybrid stand-up goaltenders that you would still see in like the 90s a little bit like a kirk mclean or somebody yeah, like that. it was yeah. it was weird to watch um so we'll see um i like i said that it, it should at least be entertaining if that's how he's going to be attacking <laughs> the net um throughout the year you can't accuse him of being um timid i guess he's no 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 he's he's all over the place so he's he's the opposite of Corey crawford who you know <laughs> seemed like he maybe moved like 10 feet the entire game and just like let pucks absorb into him. Uh, Stalock is out there just all over the place and seems like he's ready to punch the puck when it comes in at him. And yeah, it's, it's really a, a different style than what we've kind of grown used to seeing here around, around Chicago lately. So yeah, enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. So, um, Obviously, the Blackhawks uh, finally get a home game after three, three uh, straight on the road. So, but um, I guess I should probably look at their upcoming schedule to see. So yeah, I mean it's Detroit Friday, Seattle Sunday, Florida Tuesday. So those games kind of get uh, you know Friday and Sunday, Detroit and Seattle. That's kind of interchangeable. Um, Detroit has started off pretty strong and they've made a couple of additions to their team over the off season where they're kind of hoping to kind of get back at least into the fringe playoff race this year. Um, Seattle's kind of the same way. And so, you know, it's one of those things where you you catch them on a good day, they're going to, they're far better than the Blackhawks, but if you catch them on a bad day, they've still got some holes that you can exploit and then you're playing Florida, who obviously still has a ton of firepower despite losing a few guys this offseason. They had kind of a chaotic offseason, but... Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, one of those really unusual hockey trades where, you know, huge talent going each way with Calgary. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, you know, they did lose their deadline acquisition in... Uh, Giroux, and I, I lost one of their defensemen as well, I think, along the way. But, yeah, it's uh, still a really solid club, yes. well, you know, way better than the Blackhawks. So. <laughs> uh, that one will probably be ugly. But um, 
you know, like you said, this is, they are all home games. And uh, despite that uh, three game road trip to open the season, uh, get used to seeing the Blackhawks at home uh, because like their next like 40 games, I think it's like 30 of them are at home. Wow. So as we kind of approach the trade deadline in that, that's one thing uh, fans should keep in mind as far as the tank goes. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have their good players, you know, for this first half of the season when their schedule is a little bit easier. So even if the Blackhawks are kind of riding along and their record is fairly decent and they're outside of that top five, when they do trade all of their talent <laughs> at the deadline, they are going to be losing all of that talent while entering a horrendous stretch of mostly road games. Pretty ugly late. Yeah, that's the one thing to keep in mind is that the Blackhawks' toughest challenges figure to be after the deadline. And so if they end up do end up keeping a lot of their talent, their young talent in Rockford, and just kind of patching things together at the NHL level, the second half could get really, really, really ugly. And so that that is one thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Well, I guess we can leave it there for this week. And, yeah, I mean, winning one out of three, I, I mean, better than could have been, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they've been in. They've been in each of the three games, other than stretches of the Colorado game, which you know that's the best best team in the league. You're, you're, we don't expect them to to, to skate with a, a team like Colorado, but when they face the other competition, kind of the mid range teams and bad teams, the Blackhawks are they're they're skating hard and they're competing. Well, that's good. So, um, of course, on Twitter, I am sth eighty five, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. Yep. And you can subscribe to the podcast on the Apple podcast app and we'll be back next week, maybe with a couple home wins. <laughs>